our Twin Peaks podcast. I am one of your hosts, Colleen Carney Hefner. I'm another one of your hosts, Chris Pruitt. Matt Guerrero, producer. And today we have a special guest. We're welcoming Aaron Cohen, who is our Twitter pal to the show. I'm going to read a brief bio, and then Aaron, you can say whatever you want. Uh, based out of North Carolina and working in accounting and auditing, Aaron Cohen would travel around 90% of the time to work pre-COVID and always tried to connect with other Twin Peaks fans in different locations and attend various events. He's been a Twin Peaks fan for most of his life, starting as a seven-year-old when it originally aired. The return of Twin Peaks for season three was an amazing moment, something he never thought would happen, and the summer of 2017 was an incredible was an incredible to experience live week to week, which I definitely agree <laughs> such a good moment in time yeah yeah for sure yeah thanks colleen chris matt yeah happy to, to be here and just looking forward to, to chatting about twin peaks and the episode we're talking about today so. we're so happy to have you uh just real quick a couple things um if you're just tuning in for some reason this far into the podcast <laughs> the infamous <laughs> season the two wanted. episode 11 well known as a good jumping on with. point yeah how we're a spoiler light podcast meaning we don't go uh too ahead ourselves we discussed the episode scene by scene so we're not going to talk about something that happens like deep into season three um we do run a literary journal called drunk monkeys we are not open for submissions right now september 26th when we're recording this we are reopening october 1st but not for poetry or fiction we're keeping those closed until january unless you want to pay us three dollars on we close in december we will not have a December issue. We've given up on our December issues to give our staff a break. We will reopen in January for everything, including the pop culture issue, which we all more than life itself. So when, depending on when this airs, I don't know, read the October issue or November or something, whatever. Whatever issue we just did, go read it. Go <laughs> click on it, read it. They read were it again if you read it already. <laughs> right, just keep reading it. Uh, today we're talking about season two, episode eleven, the masked ball, and so let's just jump right in. And Aaron, just so you know, I know you've listened to it before. Feel free to interrupt us at any time. We've had guests who are like, "Can I just interrupt us?" It's <laughs> what we do to each other for the entire show. Yeah, this is what we do. You're part of the fam. Just jump in and and, and say what you need to say wherever you need to say it. So. All right. Awesome. Okay. Uh, all right, so yeah, let's start. We open with like a 90-minute montage of <laughs> Forever. There's yeah. so much of it in this episode. Yeah, and can we all do the music real quick, too? It's like the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just keeps going and going and going. Right? It, it, it it's like this great value brand trucker music that's like playing or something. It's like... Chris said it sounded like Chris Isaac, like outro music. Like he's like live. Oh, yeah. When he stops playing and some yeah, generic like, crap comes on the PA or something. Like they're packing up the amps. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that actually. Um, yeah, he's just... just hit, go, see him where the road's taking him. Uh, and, 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 so, and so apparently that that footage was shot during the pilot and it was kind of unused footage uh -huh. of James <laughs> oh, on his motorcycle that. and then they kind of oh, that's, that's what that. i read somewhere so it's just kind of unused footage They're like yeah, i was throwing it here and let's just kind of keep it going i don't know but no that Our episode is running 15 minutes right. short. Yeah. well i i that's actually a great point i think like that's very funny i did not mm -hmm. know that that's where that footage came from um 
But I think it says a lot about this show that we've had some episodes where there's like so much stuff happening. It's difficult to track and talk about it. And then we're in what, what we think of as kind of like this content dip in the middle of season two. And it's like, they have so much extra time to pad. They're just like, oh, let's go back to this B-roll of James <laughs> just driving his motorcycle from the pilot. Like <laughs> that re really says something about where the series is in terms of its pacing at the moment. <laughs> uh. How long has it been since we've uh, dealt with James in any uh He wasn't in the way? last episode. Yeah. He was in the episode mm -hmm. before, but the yeah. last episode was blessedly James Free. <laughs> yeah. So, and so, the yeah, episode maybe before maybe was just like, it. I'm getting out of here. Right. And that, that's it. Mm -hmm. So, like, in terms of what's happening with him, we have no context for it yeah, at this he's moment. Just, he's just seeing he's it. Just he's, the road is his dharma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, a spoiler light podcast. That's just foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so like we just jump right into like a completely different scene. This doesn't go anywhere. Uh, mm. We're gonna be talking to Briggs's wife, who doesn't seem overly concerned that her husband's been like <laughs> literally abducted by like aliens or something. She's like, uh, yeah, he disappears all the time. He's always going on about the woods. Oh, okay. I'm sorry I, for being concerned. I, I love her being like, did it seem work-related? And Coop, <laughs> like, and like, you know, the last episode ends on him, like, running from pissing in the woods, and then there's, like, a br giant bright white light, and he's like, uh, you know, ma'am, that's hard to say. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> is it? Is it hard to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I do. I, I like all the reference to so talking about the woods there, uh -huh. too. And then I think it's Betty that says, you know, the fact you're in the woods is very significant. And kind of the way she says it is a little ominous. Uh, and I think it's kind of, it's a cool scene. It is a cool scene. It's just, I don't know if my husband went missing in the woods, I'd be like. <laughs> yeah, she definitely seems unconcerned. Yeah, it, like, it, whatever. It's, it's funny that where her concern seems placed is like on how it's like mildly inconvenient for her. Like she's like, it's hard to be married to it, you know, like uh -huh. this is just doing one of his things where he gets abducted or whatever. <laughs> also, if you ever get asked by the FBI, if your husband's job includes like contacting other elements and demons in the woods and you say classified, you've just given a yes answer. Yeah, like, uh -huh. like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I to wrote, be fair, he's not presently FBI. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. I, wrote, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote, is this like an X-Files thing, right? Yeah, you know, like, totally. Which is like ironic considering what happens a little bit later. But yeah. this weird parallel between like, it's like, you know, that whole like Twin Peaks walk so X-Files could run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's a very X-Files vibe. Uh, yeah. Moment. Which I think is great. So considering. Um, uh, yeah, that's ironic. Anyway, so that's that. Um, I will admit my note-taking sucked for this. <laughs> Whatever. So, what I have next is Gordon Yeah. Uh, yeah. on the speakerphone. So that's just a pleasure. I don't know that we, there's anything to say about it. He's just sort of like, I'm on your side. By the way, did you do it? <laughs> no. I, I think the one quote that I love from what Gordon Cole says there is that let a smile be your umbrella. Your, yep. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think that's awesome. So it kind of ends. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a very classic one. And, one and of, of course, he more... mentions Denise or well, well, Dennis at that point. Yeah. Dennis. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, one of the more like quotable like Twin Peaks adages of letting be in your umbrella, give yourself a gift every day. Like the, yeah. the uh -huh. wholesome affirmations of Twin Peaks. Um, yeah, you know, we have our madcap sort of like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, it's 
silly, but also like this happens every time they talk to him. So after a while, you're like, I get it. He can't hear. It's fine. I'm also, I also just love his presence in this like section of the series where he's like infamously not really around and involved in it, but they have him do this call in and yell over the speakerphone cameo <laughs> that adds almost nothing, but like, like fortune cookie fun to the scene. It's so weird. Uh, um, I, I thought the other thing that's weird is, isn't this where we see, because like Lucy is in this episode and there's a temp there now, right? Yes, there's a temp in this episode. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, yes, she's like off visiting her sister or something. Uh, they say she's helping out at the wedding, but then when we oh, see the wedding, yeah. when, uh -huh. we, when we see the wedding, we don't see her there. Yeah, she's not so there. it's clearly yeah. she was just like not available for the show. Yeah, I think Kimmy Robertson just wasn't available. Yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah, hate yeah. This, this bullshit like plot points. I'm Get not me out doing of this it. Dick Tremaine storyline as quickly as possible. Uh, I like this because then they, there's some like wedding gift talk. Like, oh, we got an ascot, which is like a great wedding gift. No one gave Fritz an ascot for our wedding. Like, not even and like a, a bold plaid pattern ascot and it's matching like tie ascot. or something. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, Hawk has some opinions. Um, it's he usually does. They're like, we didn't get him a gift for his last wedding, but since he gets married twice a year, that's totally cool. <laughs> like, it's fine. Um, and then what was uh, he's like, oh, he gets married all the time, and Coop says, uh, marry in haste, repent in leisure, which is like, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a wild line. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Gordon calls, whatever. Uh, the DEA is going to be all the stuff, Dennis is coming. And uh, and I have we all had socks tossed around from time to time written down. I'm not sure what that's all about, but um, yeah, the smile behind your brow. I like, I do like that. Uh, you know, it's like God. I don't know. My brain just shut off. Never mind. <laughs> Forget me. I like that about it. Too. Extremely tired. Uh, yeah, that's my that's my favorite bit, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. We've all had our socks. I mean, isn't it true, though? Yeah, we, we truly have. Um, yeah. Then Coop exits the room to go metaphorically have his socks tossed around by the uh, <laughs> FBI fixer or whatever who's investigating him, where he goes in there. He's like, he's basically like doing his Coop thing where he's like, I accept whatever charges you throw at me. And he's like, what? And he's just like, <laughs> I'm focusing on the sound of the wind through the pines. <laughs> but I actually like, wrote, who starts talking nonsense? Yeah, yeah it's just I like, I do love how confident he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he sounds so assured. And then yeah. Roger, I think, in response to that, I was just like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like, and Coop's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, he says, I'm talking about seeing beyond fear, about looking yeah. at the world it's through love. He's like, no, no, really, what are you talking about yeah. still? It's like Homer uh, in that one episode. What the hell are you talking about? And yeah, <laughs> that and then, one Simpsons episode. And and then he's like, you know, you've been under a lot of pressure. You just cracked a big case. You just got shot. I think I'm gonna have you psychologically evaluated. And Coop's like, sounds good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So we have that, but then we go to the school scene, which I talked about very, very briefly in the last episode because we were talking about buns and buns. Uh -huh back here oh yeah that's uh, right. very funny so uh we're we're in school just you know with the normal we're finally back at school like oh yeah these are actually children like who go to school sometimes um and but only some of them for some reason only, and only yeah only a few of them and only sometimes 
Uh, but we and have it to usually involves somebody who is not supposed to be at school, like Nadine. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, we have Nadine who has been enrolled and she's a cheerleader and all this and that after like last time, like wackiness. And um, she's just pining over my, like the, first of all, Mike is like the human, like grapefruit of this show. He's so boring. And she's like, Mike, I love you, which is super problematic considering that she's like his mom's age. <laughs> I know she doesn't think she is, but it's like weird to see her pining over a child. Yeah. Like, uh, but this is like where my motherhood comes in with my yeah no I older. I'm like this is problematic yeah and and it's funny it's not skipping ahead much to say that we cut from this kind of problematic relationship to another one immediately afterward it's it's all over this episode in like a really gross way being like played for laughs like which is obviously like whatever's happening with Nadine and Mike is not serious even in Nadine's <laughs> mind really but it's like it's still it's not it's a, a fun vibe. Though. I I, I drew though. a frowny face in my nose. <laughs> <I did> <laughs> uh, um, but she says about like, uh oh, did Chris Chris froze for a second? Uh, yeah. I said yeah. I wrote he has the cutest buns, right? She says that yeah. to Donna. Yeah, she says right? yeah, and Donna's and trying to say like, well, what about what about it? Like. <laughs> like the, Donna's face is pretty funny. She like she's smiling with her teeth, but her eyes look like she's been stabbed or something. Like yeah, the way she reacts to this is just priceless acting. <laughs> uh, try to get a screenshot to like <laughs> tweet out because it's just she's just like I actually rewound it because I was like her face here is so good. She's yeah, like, yeah, really good face. Um, yeah, so that's just that. Uh, and she's like, well, what about Ed? And she's like, Ed acts so grown up sometimes, which is... Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's grown up. Um, yeah, so there's that. Then we just, we're going to go right back to James. Why not? Yeah, we get the James music again, and I'm still yeah. on his motorcycle. <laughs> <but> <laughs> He's, wherever he's going, it's far away. <laughs> he's listening yeah. to one track the whole time. It pulls up to this like you know random like side of the road uh watering hole looking thing wally's um, hideout i think wally's it's around hideout, here yeah. somewhere is it really uh, yeah yeah <laughs> locations yeah it's somewhere around yeah, like yeah. LA area. yeah um he pulls up there's one other car out front and he notices it and goes in and james walks right up to the bar where this like uh where this older woman is drinking and he walks up and he goes can I have a beer, please? It's the most like, <laughs> like this dude does not give a fuck about his liquor license at this place. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll give this obvious child a beer right now. <laughs> I didn't even think of that for some reason. Okay, yeah, of course. You know, it's funny, I didn't think about it either. <laughs> because it's just played in the scene like, oh, he orders beer, here's your beer. But it's like, yeah. this is weird. And he seems particularly James in this scene, which oh. is why it sticks out so much is that like, this would not be a convincing like, oh yeah, this seems like a real adult guy who's ordered a beer before, <laughs> you know? Thank you, Matt, for, for texting the picture of Donna's face. I am yeah. going to do that. <laughs> it's a pretty great face. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what's funny is I didn't I didn't even think of that, and I, it's just like I don't I truly just don't care about James. So yeah, trouble <laughs> underage drinking, cool, like whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's uh, okay. So yeah, and he meets a woman, <coughs> Evelyn, and she, yeah. 
immediately the worst. She's the yeah. worst. Like, first of all, it's like 2 p.m. What are you doing? <laughs> are you, like, actively looking for someone to, like, tangle into your web of whatever ends up happening with you? Yeah. Probably, yes, probably. But she's just, like, trying to be all... <laughs> One thing that kills me about Evelyn is every time they show her standing up, she's standing with, like, her arms sort of back and, like, her leg kind of, like, crossed at the knee. Like, uh-huh. started, like... I'm sultry, and it's like you look like an idiot. You're at a, you're at like the worst diving, like like watering hole in wherever it's, you're supposed to be. Like it feels very like, like J.C. Penny mannequin to me. Yes, her yes. Idea like, of yeah, her probably get it. Yeah. Like no one is looking at this and being like, oh my god, I'm so hot and bothered. I could literally do anything for this woman. She just except Jay. Yeah, but that's the thing, though, right? James is like, yes, male. Yeah, and James pickup lines. Well, what are, he's just like that's a nice jacket. <laughs> like, and then I'm only quiet on the outside. It's like this little thing. But yeah, that's a nice jacket. Like, okay, great, that's fantastic. And she's she's eating it all up, you know. Yeah, it would work on me probably. Yeah, yeah. not with James, but with anyone else. Literally uh, anyone else. <laughs> hey, nice jacket. Thank you. You want to do crimes? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's also very funny because like the last time we saw James, his whole thing is like everybody I become romantically entangled with like there's some problem like L- Laura gets murdered Maddie gets murdered I've cheated on Donna sort of kind of I need to leave everything's my fault and then the first woman he meets is she's like hey do you want to like shack up and fix my husband's car he's like sure yeah hell yeah man let's go do that uh, <laughs> and like, yes, well, like, I what, am, what am I supposed to understand the character arc here to be <laughs> other than just that he's a moron <laughs> No, that's it. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> yeah I think, I think so. Moron. It really, when you boil it down, that's the thing. He's just a bum yeah. moron who gets in trouble all the time for no reason. Uh, I uh, like this, though, because the subtitle said melancholy rock music playing. <laughs> oh, when, when he wants to start the jukebox and he's like, he's like, mind it, he says something very weird. It's, like, it's mind if I play the box first. Mind if I play the box <laughs> yeah. first. Box. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, then, and then he puts the quarters in and it, like it sounds like the organ solo from a, like the beginning of an old animals song or something like that. You know, it's like, what the fuck is this? So, so it's funny that song though. I, I think it's it's the same song from the pilot that with Bobby plays the jukebox there, which is it's a weird throwback. So oh, that song that it plays. So that's yeah, if you go back and watch the pilot, the song there. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, good, this that's is good the call. content yeah. we need when we have guests. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just, so when I hear that in the pilot, I think now it's like, oh, Evelyn Marsh. Like, no, but yeah, if you go back and watch it. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's such yeah. Evelyn. This is already contextual elsewhere in this show. Um, I just love melancholy because isn't that true of like any scene with with James is in my head there's melancholy rock music. <laughs> miserable. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> we move on from this to this Dick Tremaine with a little boy. Why not? He's just got <laughs> It's not problematic at all to be dragging a child around when you're Dick Tremaine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a little odd. He's just we trying to like, kind of impress Lucy by taking care of a kid and then just goes to the happy helping even, hands. But. Who does he even say this kid is? I don't remember. It's it's Aaron got it. He says it's from the happy helping hands. He's doing like oh, a, that's right. he's yeah. doing like yeah. a big, brother big brother kind of thing to like. He's not uh, real like peppy from the, again. With yeah, the, Papa the, like, Homer. Peppy, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like, I love you, Papa Homer thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but I love, I gotta see the Papa Dick, you are so learned. You are so learned. 
<laughs> What's funny though is Dick would say learned. Like he would say He would, yeah. 100%. What I do love about this though is this kid is like like fuck you. Like he's like not having it. And I think right. it's funny. It's like they got like the problem child of kids to like It just keeps like slap sticking them. We see more of it later, but here he's He's just very unhappy because, like, his deal was that he was going to get a malted out of it. Malted. He keeps saying a malted, which is just driving me nuts. But That's what they call them. I know, I know but, like, <laughs> I, like, I haven't heard that phrasing out of the context of Twin Peaks in a solid 25 You know minutes. what's super funny, though? The other night I went out for my friend Jimmy's birthday, and their girlfriend was like, I don't even know where you could get, like, a good malted around here. And I was like, that's great question. So, like, that is something people say. Oh, my God. Interesting. Yeah. It for sure went away. I But malted, I would think of malt. Uh, just like a chocolate malt. But that's yeah, what it, it is. is. Like, I don't know where you could get one. It's all shakes. I don't know where you can go. See, the reason this came up is we were at Bob's Big Boy. And you can get, like, vanilla Coke or chocolate Coke right. there. Yeah. Which I love. Like, I love yeah. vanilla Coke. Yeah. And will do you know, when they make too. it with the yeah. vanilla. So we started talking about like, you know, that places don't really do that anymore. And then we started talking about malteds and like egg creams. Because <laughs> we're obviously talking, harkening back to like, to like decades we did not actually exist. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like 81, but I really want an egg cream right now. <laughs> um, but my favorite thing about this too is like, he told this kid, okay, we're going to go pick up Lucy, my girlfriend or whatever, and we're going to get him malted. And then she wasn't there. And he was like, oh, all right. Well, I guess we can't. He can't get it at all now. Yeah, which is <laughs> hilarious. It's like, like, what? Like, yeah, you promised me. Yeah. How come you can't take me? You're a grown man. Like, you're a random stranger. And I want my malted. <laughs> and um, I guess, like, Andy decides this is the time to try to show him up, though I don't know what the strategy is since Lucy isn't even there to, <laughs> to perform for at the moment. But he's like, I'll take you to get a malted, little Nikki. And so now we're going to have some <coughs> hijinks with Andy and Dick having to take care of a kid together. <laughs> you know what's funny is I wrote this down. I wrote Andy, Dick, Andy, Dick. <laughs> right? And I was like blown uh, away. <laughs> I was and, I was and Adam like, Sandler as little Nikki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. right. Yes. That's what, it's really funny, right? But uh, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I just had like a Dick Sergeant Dick York moment when I was watching Sergeant York. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really know Andy's history here unless he thinks Lucy is going to be talking to this child later. And the child's like, uh -huh. oh, Dick was like totally trying to blow me off. But then Andy came and said, like, or if the point is just to like own Dick to his at... face, maybe, but like even yeah, that's kind of weird. Dick like... feel that. Or maybe he thinks like someone at the double R is going to see and be like, I saw, like, you know what? Well, that's true. Everybody's uh -huh. at the double R. So that's, that's true enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now from there, hold on. Maybe you. It's uh, Cooper and Hawk and Truman yeah. talking about like White Lodge, Black Lodge. So, so this Black is, Lodge, White Lodge. We, we get a big White Lodge, Black Lodge info dump from Hawk here, which is like, I, I say that lightly because there's not a lot of concrete deals. He's, Coop is just bringing back up. Uh, do you know anything about the White Lodge? That's what Briggs was talking about when he poofed out of existence. <laughs> and then um, Hawk does his like, keeper of the lore thing where he's like oh yeah we've got the the white lodge but there's also an evil place called the black lodge and um it 
it's a lot of vagaries. We're going to get a lot more concrete stuff to associate that with as we go. Uh, another key term to grab here that uh, Hawk brings up is if you ever visit the Black Lodge, you will encounter sort of like, I, I forget what exact phrasing he uses. It's something like the dweller on the threshold, some sort of like the worst possible version of yourself. That will be something that we'll care about at some point, I promise. Yeah, he has this, yeah. you have to go through it on your way to perfection. That's right, yes. Yes. Yeah, there's some, definitely some foreshadowing here. Yes. Yeah. The shadow self and all For, that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's vague to the point that you don't really have much to associate it with at this point in the plot, which is why I don't want to spend too long on it, but it's yeah. like- uh, It's also all, like vaguely problematic. As, yeah. <laughs> uh, often the case with Hawk, like- Yeah. We're gonna throw any sort of Native American imagery at this and see what sticks because yeah. 1990 cares about like specifics when it comes to like Native American stuff. So yes. It's a little squicky, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. We get more into it later and, and in like weird, less problematic ways. So like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. As it becomes yeah. more concrete, it becomes more like specific to the show and it moves away from these sort of like stereotypical things into something that's more specific and unusual and as it does that it's easier to deal with right now not so much <laughs> now we get to like the thing that we all want to talk about right mm -hmm. this is, but yeah man what yeah. a what yeah everybody jump at once to talk about this <laughs> yeah no i'm talking about it i love this so so coop's like oh dennis rules when you see him he's just the best I love him. What a guy, right? But Dennis comes in and he's not Dennis anymore. He is Denise, a queen, a visionary, <laughs> a trans goddess. Now, I want to say, I know there's a lot of discourse about uh, Denise, mostly positive. Uh, there are often cases where people have issues with this, and I agree the issues stem from why not get a real trans person to play this trans role instead of a, a I mean, I, this is the beginning of David Duchovny's career, but uh, mm. obviously a cis man um, to play a trans person. But also contextually, I think looking at it at like 91, 92, uh, it's an overwhelmingly positive portrayal and acceptance of a trans character which is like unheard of like this is like mm -hmm. crying game time right yeah. like around the time the, the crying game came out right which is just like super problematic and trans people always being the butt of jokes uh especially in, in sit, like network tv back in the early 90s like this is like ahead of its time uh mm -hmm. would if they had like an actual trans person play the role absolutely that would have been like even more wild for like the time and and progressive but it is what it is and i think that they handled denise with a lot of uh sincerity and delicacy and and kindness <laughs> and yeah. it's really refreshing to watch even now like 30 years mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah right. Right. i mean I, think, I, I mean when she kept when he, she comes in and says you know if you don't mind i prefer denise and cooper prefer just responds denise with now. with okay yeah. Says, okay yeah like yeah, yeah. Coop's yeah. like cool the only yeah. person who mm -hmm. seems to have an issue with it is Hawk. Yeah. Well, He's like, mm. I don't know but, about this. But Hawk also says uh, that's a good color on her at the end, right? Yeah. So there is a, you know, I mean, with some people, as in real life, certainly back in 1990, 
Uh, it takes a little while uh, to come around to things like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can still be kind of supportive in the lane you're comfortable with, right? Yeah. I will say, uh, I think part of what's a little difficult about it, and as I recall in watching through it in the past, I think they get a little better about this as they move forward with the character. But especially in this first episode, it does feel like a little bit of like trying to have it both ways, where they're trying to like take this character seriously, but also play the bit for laughs a little bit. Like you, you mm -hmm. have the bit where like, uh, you, like I, you know, I, I remember Truman saying something snide in this scene about, oh, they're going to want to get a load of this at the Great Northern or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. there's that bit later where Denise herself has that line about like wanting to get more in touch with her feelings now. And it's like, a it's a little like, uh, it's, it's playing into some kind of gross stereotypes or whatever, but th there is, you can also tell they do want you to take this character seriously. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the, as you point out, like, Coop, uh, like, you know, immediately, okay, hi, Denise, yes, okay. And I think this is skipping ahead a bit, but it's not the most important part of the scene later. Uh, towards the end of the episode, Coop's having a conversation with Denise again, and I think he dead names her or like something, and then she corrects him, and he's like, oh, right, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, there, there, there's a modeling of like how you can treat this person with respect, even if you're not used to interacting with right. them, which feels mm -hmm. pretty progressive for the time, like, uh, and for the context of a lot of the other stuff going on in the show. So, uh, I- And very realistic in terms of uh, knowing someone who later transitions yeah. and, mm -hmm. and catching yourself. Like I have yeah. friends who yeah. transition mm -hmm. who use they pronouns now and I accidentally slip sometimes into what I, because you know, like you, you're friends with someone for 10 right. years and yeah. then something changes and it's just a matter of, oh yes, okay, yeah. And then correcting yourself quickly and, and just coming from a place of like absolute respect and, and love, but also sometimes mm -hmm. human, they, they mess up, right? Yeah. But I love Coop here because he's he's like, don't that beat all. Like he's just- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's so beaming proud. with joy as she leaves. Yeah, 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 like he's so genuinely yeah. like, this is great. I love yeah. seeing friends on paths. So like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really cute because Coop is the only one really with a, I mean, Gordon's not there. So Coop's the only one with like a, a history with this character and and seemingly gordon mm -hmm. doesn't Meaning. know about this development since right he right first to her as dennis yeah. earlier and mm -hmm. we we learn about gordon's opinion of denise's transition later and it's pretty uh, unreservedly positive so yeah. uh mm -hmm. that's not that's not an important spoiler it just is what it is <laughs> yeah it is what it is it's great let's see what happens with denise where does she end up i can't wait i love um, There's also, uh, not to dwell too much on it because I don't know what happens later really with Denise, but it's interesting that she's introduced directly after this line about, you know, needing to be your true and courageous self as you enter the White Lodge or you're going to get fucked that, that's over. A very, that's a very good pull there, yeah. Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so here's someone who's fully being themselves and that's how you're supposed hmm. to do it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even catch that. See, this is why we have yeah. a... <laughs> uh, <laughs> producers and guests they do all nah. <laughs> for us uh speaking of heavy lifting let's talk about mike good transition i love this first of all okay we're in gym class right mm -hmm. 
who is this gym coach and why does he rule? <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. And it's like one scene he's in in the entire series. <laughs> I want a whole spinoff of just like this completely normal but awesome gym coach in Twin Peaks. Like, oh God, these kids uh-huh. home every day. And he's like, oh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just got this like, again, we need to like stress. Nadine has super strength for some reason. It's uh-huh. this very quick little scene and it's like, you know, she's like lifting like things people can't actually physically lift. Yeah, like, she's and yeah. like she sits down next to Mike, of course, and he's like, "What do you want?" And she's like, "Oh, so forward." And he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, I hate this more than anything. By the way, speaking of, I need to just plug the fact that Aaron made like the best tweet. Oh. <laughs> saw that when it was like, "Dear Evan Hansen, 2021," and then it's Nadine. Yeah, it's Nadine talking to Donna there. So, yeah, I retweeted it. I gotta retweet it on our Excellent. on our. Yeah, I think Kelly. I was like, because yeah. the Evan Hansen Discord, not to get off subject, but I, I think it's so funny. I don't know anything about this. I'm just like, no, I agree. Movie that's like apparently has a huge backstory that people are like literally fighting to the death over on. <laughs> And I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know, that guy looks like he's 40. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So. Well, it's very funny to me because for decades upon decades upon decades, like we've had, you know, people who are obviously adults playing teenagers in films. Like it, it's just always right. been happening. Like Greece, like, they look like, like 50 years old. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, so what now we're going to go through this whole era of film where absolutely everything looks like the Irishman with those like super uncanny Valley faces. And like, like is that, is that where this is headed? That, that it someone, makes me feel insane to think about. Someone that. was like, Oh, like some like Evan Hansen Stan was like, Oh, but no one cares that Florence Pugh played like a, a 13 year old in, in like whatever, right. Little women. Yeah, yeah. Pugh doesn't look like my uncle Gary. <laughs> <laughs> He's not pulling it off. Florence yeah. Pugh looks young. <laughs> like she could eat. I mean, she couldn't pass. It's her. like I'm. I'm of two know, minds about it because he's not pulling it off. Off, but also who cares? Yeah. Right. Who cares? I actually kind of love it. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 it more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also not to, be not to They should age him. They should make him. <laughs> <laughs> not to derail us, but it's also the fact that the things that this kid does in Dear Evan Hansen are so fucking crazy that if you you need it to be a child because then you'll accept it as the dumb actions of a child. But when it's an adult, it's like, oh, he's dangerous. Get this person away. Stranger danger. This is not good. This isn't great. Anyway, I don't know. I don't want this Dear Evan Hansen casting. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Dear Evan Hansen podcast. Uh. It was a good tweet. I retweeted it on our, I just retweeted it again. It was a good tweet. Awesome. I think it just kind of goes though. Like it's just a quick moment in the Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. It's lifting some weights. Like, uh-huh. I guess the only other thing to come out of this scene, because uh, the, the coach invites Nadine to be part of the wrestling team. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah, hey, you want to join the wrestling team? You're really strong. And, and Mike's like, what the hell? Like he just kind of gives this look, like, oh god. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mike. Mike really fulfilling his only role ever in the series by being the audience surrogate here and being like, "Come on, we're still doing this." Nadine has super strength plot point. Yeah, it's just I don't know. We're just gonna keep going with it. Yeah. I guess we'll just see what happens. But I do love that this coach is like, "It's fine. 
this is an, a middle-aged woman. But, yeah. Okay, can you join our wrestling team? But, but look at what she it. can lift, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're on the wrestling team. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, let's see. Oh, so now from here we go to Josie and Harry, and you know how I feel about her. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. It's just like, right. get to it, see, when are they gonna get to the fireworks back? <laughs> Like, yeah, I it's also know. kind of needlessly complex. Like you kind of got all this detail about Andrew Packard and 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 and, and Thomas Eckert, well, all these different things. That are, I'm like, I don't yeah. care about any of this shit. Like I well, really don't. And what what really doesn't work about it to me is, as Aaron exactly as you say, it is really needlessly complex until you reach mm-hmm. the end of this episode and you realize it was like the sort of thing where they just invented a big like contrived plot so that they could create a reveal for the end of this episode that's like mm-hmm. it didn't exist before like like this would have been a better surprise if we understood this plot line at all up to this point but it said it's been yeah. buried in like real estate inheritance law and stuff forever and like uh, it's it's just really strange. It's like let's let's bring all of this crap into the plot so that we can pull a gotcha in the last three minutes of this particular episode of this television series, and it's gonna I have like I don't feel like I need a business degree to understand. What yeah, that. like <laughs> yeah. I'm a writer. <laughs> I'm a coming down for me a little. I don't. I just don't. I I don't know, Aaron, how many episodes you've listened to, but like I truly don't care about like any of the mill adjacent. Like it's just uh, it's there. I know it's kind of important, but I also don't care, and it right. bores me to the point where I'm just like mill stuff and like because <laughs> I don't care <laughs> about yeah, it at all. Fun. Uh, it's bad. Anyway, um, yeah, so we just get this, like, kind of, she's, like, in bed, like, I'm weak <laughs> about all this boring shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> she, she's got a very, like, Victorian lady fainting onto mm-hmm. the couch kind of vibe in this scene. Yeah, where... I mean, she looks great. Let's yeah, be yeah. real. <laughs> uh. It's Joan. <laughs> we love Joan. Very consistent about our Joan love, but yeah. the story needs a little... It's a little rough here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so now from there, I guess if we don't want to talk about that too long, <laughs> double R with like Dingus and what's his face, my two faves. Dingus and Dr. Dingus uh, <laughs> come in. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's very funny because we know they've just come back from this like making this deal with Jean Renault and like the, the rogue Mountie who's like playing a double agent here, which is that's just hilarious in and of <laughs> itself. But, um, like they come in like oh we were going hunting yeah we we just came back from doing a a hunt and like it's like the least convincing thing they don't even seem like they're trying to be convincing about norma's it norma's like norma's like okay so you didn't hunt and like she goes over to what's his name the professor uh ernie um and he's she's like so how'd your hunt go and he's like hunt uh oh uh, yeah uh, oh it's like just the absolute worst like least successful lie ever in the history of lies and she's just like uh-huh. my mom left you need to go <laughs> but yeah poor norma too because she just like broke ties with her mother and she's like now yeah. her idiot husband like can't this be her over? idiot husband who is visibly dragging my idiot husband back into his life of crime like I want any of this yeah. <laughs> just want to make my rabbit stew in peace uh 
Yeah, it, it's pretty funny. But also, like, Dick, I don't know, why is Dick grooming this kid? <laughs> like, it's oh, just this so, is like uncomfortable to have Dick Tremaine uh, here with the with the kid, and it's just like. What? Dick's vibe is so gross that like he is gross. Yeah, like it's so and, creepy. Yeah, it's mm. creepy. It's like the, there's nothing that is like there's nothing that feels particularly like predatory about it. It's just that he's gross and I don't want him around anybody. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a kid thing. It's like I yeah, just don't yeah. want him around <laughs> yeah. in, in general. I don't want him to be around anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. Like, what does this do for the greater good? <laughs> Uh, and it, had anybody heard of a three berry pie before? Well, and, and when they order it, they say two three berry pies. I had everyone, I was like, wait, are they saying, okay, so it's two three berry pies. Are there 23 three berries pies. in this pie? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I think I have actually heard of a three berry uh, Or I think it's just your general, like, like strawberry, like blueberry, strawberry, raspberry, or something. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. Just a pie medley. I'm, I'm Googling. Yeah. Like if you I get sounds right. Cheese. But yeah, and then the just, super snow frosted chocolate malted. So yeah, super snow frosted. Super snow uh, frosted. So I guess it's usually raspberries, blueberries, and blackberries. Oh, blackberries. Yeah, yeah. The Trader Joe's smoothie mix of. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! Well. Yeah. I mean, it sounds pretty. <laughs> oh la di da! I have two dollars to shop at Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like. I got Trader a pre-bottled Joe's. smoothie from Trader Joe's. <laughs> Moving on up. <laughs> the other day i was like why don't we have a shop at trader joe's i'm like because i don't like their parking oh fuck yeah <laughs> i don't go anywhere i don't like it. like he has to drive me to michael's twice a week because i don't want to drive to the center. <laughs> like i why, hate the parking why lot. is it that trader joe's has the worst parking lots like consistently across the board is it it's like bizarre. a federal law yeah. or something yeah, like there's <laughs> two in burbank and they're both well once yeah technically but I think they just snapped up cheap real estate uh, yeah. like 10 years they ago, don't 15 have much years space ago. For it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they never, they never expanded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. you're probably right. Whatever. I would eat this pie, though, is the thing. It looks yeah. good. <laughs> if we ever go back to in-person stuff, I'm going to make three berry yeah. pie. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, sounds great. Uh, Norma, of course, looking beautiful as always. I just need to say that. Unable she, to do otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> she's uh, uh, incapable of being ugly. And the one thing I, I like in this scene too with that uh, with Norma because so she connects with so Roger Agent Hardy there and so that's so Clarence oh, yeah, William right. the Third and Peggy Lipton so they were on the Mod Squad and and I feel like this scene it just kind of oh, maybe they wrote it or so Wayne Dunham directed it I don't know if maybe he kind of steered it, I don't know whose idea it was but they kind of it's just a quick moment and I think it's kind of cool because it's a little bit of a reunion from the yeah there, that's so, so that. cool. And I, I think that's the I only scene they have together. Cool. I did not uh, realize that at all. I didn't realize that yeah. either. I love her. What a yeah. so depressed every time we watch. I'm like, oh, why? She's just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder who was behind that. Like, I wonder if that was just like, this is just how, you know, people like overlap a lot and it's like, that's just how it happened. Or if it right. was. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's really no yeah. other reason for Roger to be in that scene. He's just there right. to be like, oh, I'm getting this yeah, pie. I, I was told it was good. So it, yeah, I, I feel like they must have come together and be like, oh, let's yeah. find some way to, yeah. Yeah, for them to yeah like, oh, that would be like a cute little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, probably. Uh, yeah, so, okay, we have, yes, we just have this whole thing with the, let me see here, sorry. So the kid gets his malted, and we get a series of, like, slapstick events ensue uh, mm -hmm. that my my favorite bit of it is, like, he, 
like accidentally blows some of the foam from the top of it into Dick's face or something. <laughs> and Dick's reaction to it, to getting like a small amount of whipped cream on his face <laughs> is to go, Dumb! Dumb! <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. Look, look, you're gonna get whipped cream on that men's fashion. Yeah. Ex- expect him to like be okay with it. Like that's, he's probably a dry clean only kind of guy. And like now that's a whole trip. I just, I just got to say, like, however much the Dick character very intentionally grosses us out, it is because of just some incredible choices on the part of his actor over the course of his run on this show. <laughs> like, so many of the things he does and the way he delivers his lines are like, this is insane. Nobody else would ever do <laughs> No this. one acts like this. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I like about it. Like, yeah, like no, I totally. don't like him, but I like that like i think this is funny. you, you don't <laughs> like him on purpose it's working yeah. as intended uh, yeah <laughs> yeah you're not supposed to like it. it's like the only funny people like you're not supposed to come out away being like i love them like this right. yeah oh that's the joke so yeah he just sucks he's not equipped to be <laughs> and he wants to be a dad like that's what's funny about it guess what whipped cream in your face is the least of <laughs> That's a pretty good day for me if I just got yeah, whipped cream actually, in my yeah. face. <laughs> I can eat that. I mean, like, yeah, like, Lita's a nightmare right now. <laughs> I'm like, please stop. Just be eight. Why can't you just be eight? <laughs> can we skip a couple of these years? <laughs> like, skip five good years, please. <laughs> just get to eight. Uh, she's the name. Anyway, I have one at eight, and we might want to skip farther. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Do what the point is going to be. No, no, kids, just a cat. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> You're smart. <laughs> He's found yeah. the answer. Yeah. Kids are great, but like, at what cost? <laughs> but at what cost? <laughs> eight um, is where the Aiden started getting great. Like, you know, now he's seventeen, and it's like. Well, you can just kick him out in a year or something. So it's like, it's just uh, handled. Well, that's why he's behaving. Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly he's getting a lot better. It's fucking right. weird. I get the 17 year old and the two year old. So yeah. it's just exhausting. I'm just exhausted. That's all it is. Uh, um, anyway, um, so yeah, and, this is, it is funny. There's some physical comedy here that's really. And he gets owned to like the the stool gets knocked out from under him or something it's like mm-hmm. it's, yeah the it's, kid spins the stool yeah, and then he goes yeah. to sit and he goes Whoa. yeah so it's like it's becoming apparent and this is going to keep happening although i think we're done with it for this episode that somehow all these mishaps keep happening around this child he's the yeah. kid from the omen secretly so he's the kid from problem child yeah. remember problem child Vague. Oh my uh, yeah uh yeah he's bad this is great anyway why why pontificate on this kid when we go to another problem kid? James. James. <laughs> James Finally back to James and Evelyn, my favorite yeah. part. Yeah, right? the best story. <laughs> this is I, just I have another frowny face here. <laughs> yeah. I do too. Moving the plot forward to get to the James content. That's episode is <laughs> uh, i mean james has this little brooding monologue too where he's like oh, yeah. sometimes riding at night i punch off the headlights roll on the throttle and rock it blind into the dark it's like oh my gosh like, <laughs> why don't you keep doing that <laughs> and, and he also he also says like there's this weird moment where she's he's looking at the car like okay so the she actual plot to- device here is like he's looking at the car she's supposedly to come fix this car of her husband's it's clear that she's drawing him into something but either he's oblivious or he doesn't care um 
and like she's saying some very weird leading thing about my husband always needs his toys perfect are you that uh-huh. way about <laughs> your motorcycle and he's like well yeah. i'm not worried about that so much as where it can take me and then she goes well where can it take you and he goes it's not a place it's a feeling and i'm just like <laughs> god <laughs> like <laughs> the motor <laughs> ring <laughs> <laughs> There's a real vibe on uh, if anyone remembers Wayne's World Two, where Kim Basinger is trying to <laughs> trying to seduce Garth into killing yeah. her husband. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Can I be Frank? Forgot about that. Can I still be Garth? <laughs> Take me, Garth. Where I'm low on gas. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know, like both Wayne's World movies by heart. In fact, I have a Wayne's World shirt coming to me soon. So oh, nice. we'll wear it next episode just to like <laughs> call back. But there is a very like, yeah, that sort of like, I'm trying to yeah. see you. Like, right. Oh, let's see. But also and that James feeling of like, just like, there's like two turtles. different things happening. <laughs> <laughs> there's two different things happening, what? Oh, just like there's two completely different things. Like Garth exists in a different movie than Kim Basinger. This lady is like from some bad Shannon Tweed movie from the early 90s. Yeah. And James is, I don't know what the fuck he is doing. Yeah, he's James just, is just James. his own thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like David Pumpkins. <laughs> and then Evelyn is part of it. Uh, yeah, she's talking about her husband, Jeffrey, and his Jaguar. Uh, I, wrote, I don't care, but I am into her jacket. That's what I wrote. Her jacket. I, I don't remember what it looks like, but I did write that I was into it. Yeah. The jacket. Um, and so was James. So. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what James liked about it. That was his line. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's into her jacket. Either way, there's jackets happening. Um, I wrote, "What is he wearing?" Christ, this is physically painful to watch. It is. It is I don't know what he's wearing. What is he wearing in this scene? I don't even know. I can't remember, there was something. It was something different about it. Like not not standard uh, like James attire. Cable knit looking sweater kind of. Yeah, thing. it was oh, like okay. a weird looking top. Yeah. yeah. Matt's watching along with it as he yeah. goes, so that's what that's what's happening. So okay, uh, good. He can. Oh yeah, okay. So it's like this weird, like, yeah, like a like an Irish knit. Right. What are you doing? Why are you wearing? Looks like that something that came from like an anchor blue in like yeah. the nineties or something. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it's just a physically painful. Effort. Like the, these scenes are just hard for me because I'm just like, yeah, no, it's really rough, and it's not gonna get better. No, <laughs> and I don't like. It's okay, gonna get. It's going to get slightly more interesting, but it's not going to get better. <laughs> I like real because because Aaron has Evelyn behind him on the Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like her hair. It's really annoying to me. And I know it's the early 90s and hair. Yeah, it's very 90s. But it's so irritating. It's like very, it's something about Mary, like that one. Like, <laughs> like I just. Oh, yeah. I mean, it almost feels Star Trek The Next Generation to yeah. me. Like, <laughs> it's like sci-fi. It's weird. I don't like her. I don't like her. What does this woman even like do? Like, what did she do after this? This is a producer's corner moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. So, I'll track it down. At the end, <laughs> review. Anyway. Okay, so there's that. Uh, Christ is just the people to watch. Okay, oh, now, now we go to Ben. <laughs> seeing the cracks uh, in the facade of Ben. They're just, it's crumbling quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. He's weeping. Yeah, he hasn't shaved in a couple weeks. And yeah. He's crying. And, yeah old home movies and Fritz last night I was re I was kind of re-watching because my notes are from a few from like a month ago so I was kind of re-watching just to refresh and Fritz was like it would be amazing if they had that song from Christmas Vacation running like as he's watching these movies Stop. In the attic. <laughs> he's, oh, right. he's stuck in the attic that's right 
I'm like, that would be fucking hilarious. But unfortunately, that's not what happened. So he's just weeping over these old home movies, ribbon cuttings and whatnot. Uh, uh, we're seeing some a couple of kids who are presumably him and Jerry when they were kids. Yeah, he's just mm-hmm. drunk on the impossible past, if you would. To <laughs> quote Lolita. Uh, um, yeah, he's a mess. So so what better time for fucking Dingus to come in and harass him <laughs> during his obvious psychotic break? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like, a stag party? I wasn't even invited? Like, what? Right? He's like a stag <laughs> What is happening? Why is this happening? But then he's like, I don't work for you anymore, bro. I work for mm-hmm. John Renault, who is arguably the, the cooler villain. Yeah, it's definitely him. the cooler villain. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. switch off and work for him too. Like I can't even blame him here. Yeah. Um, it is, it is kind of sad for Ben, even though Ben is like the biggest piece of shit in the world. It's he's, like, he's like, he's like literally lost everything. Every single one of his schemes blew up in his face over the course of about like 48 hours here. Like, yeah, he was riding high. He had some yeah. crime syndicate stuff happening. He was banging underage girls. <laughs> And, and then, Living the highlight. And then <laughs> with, within the space of a couple days, he gets arrested for a murder he didn't commit, um, but is mm-hmm. appropriately implicated in having a sexual <laughs> relationship with. He almost has sex with his daughter on accident somehow. Um, like he loses his illicit business. He loses his illicitly gained above the board business with the Ghostwood estate and all of that. He lost out on that money that got dangled in front of him in the whole Tojimura thing. Like he, he went mm-hmm. from everything to nothing and now he's into feng shui all of a sudden. He's yeah, like, and, and, and nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vintage movies. Uh, yeah, this is just kind of a good little, uh, it, it does kind of snap him out of it for a minute though, where he's like, what? What? <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of, it stops weeping over like these old movies to like yell at Hank, which I'm I'm here for, regardless of how shitty. Um, yeah, the, the one thing I, th- I thought was interesting here too, because I mean, after of course the reveal with Leland, I don't feel like in the series they really mention what Leland did very often, if, if at all. They kind of don't. And, but in this scene, he says, like he says, my trusted solicitor Leland Palmer turned out to be a homicidal lunatic. So it's like yeah. one of the few times they really directly reference like what Leland did, which is interesting. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. I think you're correct too. Anytime that they kind of like, I'm I'm getting a little ahead, but like season three stuff, it's very like kind of dances around this sort of stuff. But I don't think anyone really explicitly is like, remember when Leland like raped and killed his daughter? That was fucked up, right? Like. <laughs> Like, I think this is one of the few times that, like, we have a mention of Leland even as a character. So. Yeah, uh-huh. I, it's it's also yeah. interesting because I think, it, well, I mean, the, the one thing I will say that's that kind of is a counterpoint to that is when we get to the movie, basically, that's what the whole movie is. About. Yeah, but I mean, so, in the show. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I do see what you're saying. The thing is, like, moving forward in the show we will circle back to that a lot, but we will do so in increasingly abstract and like high concept ways. So it's like that, that plot point will continue to come back. It will continue to be the heart of the show, but it's almost like a spiral that's circling more and more outward. As it becomes Uh less and less about- Film students, buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) Film credits coming. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's it's gonna become less about the specifics and more about the sort of almost like mythopoetic, like 
story about what this says about morality about people about relationships etc yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but i think aaron is right that this is like a specific yeah like, no Leland sucked. Good point. yeah, yeah like, oh, Leland went pretty much batshit yeah yeah and but, it's like yeah he did but you're yeah. right you're still you're still <laughs> that, a shit bag but you're not wrong that escalated uh, really quickly there yeah <laughs> it seemed like everything was okay and then wasn't what's uh-huh. that what's that uh great gatsby or whatever what he, he went broke like like gradually then suddenly then suddenly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm just like pulling out all these old like lit right yeah you yeah, yeah i don't right. know why i haven't read a book in years <laughs> anyway uh yeah we go from there this is whole like i'm double scheming you with john Renault. all right great we'll get back to that uh, now we have some wyndham earl content uh with coop <laughs> he's like getting like secret letters and <laughs> so we're like getting into this wyndham earl uh, section of the show. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I wrote real talk, talk hard, eat me, beat me vibes, which is like a volume <laughs> reference. Like, I don't know if anyone has seen Pump Up the Volume, which is one of my most favorite movies, but like, Jim Slater's character gets these like, like poems from Samantha Morton or whatever her name is. And it's all like, I know you, not the real you, but <laughs> like, and it's like, she signs them off like the eat me, beat me lady. And that's just what this scene reminded me of. I'm like, okay. It's like 90s, like, mm, sensual secret notes. Right. <laughs> but with an know. element of, volume rules. But with an element of trash yeah. talk. I, uh, yeah. is, is this the, uh, is this the first time we're hearing his voice? I think it is, yes, I think right? It is. Yeah. Um, and like he sends him like a cassette or something where he gives this extremely like, extremely detailed but also somehow extremely vapid and surface level like mm-hmm. uh yeah. association of like like your chess moves show that you're thinking about how to play defensively but your vulnerabilities are because your care i can mm-hmm. tell because of the way you moved one pawn in this chess game and it's like oh come on like this is so <laughs> wretched mean. yeah it's just I'm gonna come kill you. Yeah, like, just like, say that. Like the the chess stuff will eventually get a little bit more interesting by drawing in another character who we dearly love. But at this point, it's pretty uh, it's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's like this like overwrought, sappy nonsense. That again, I think people should just be watching a couple of the volume. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> and but, that, uh, thanks for joining us for our episode of Pump Up the Volume Cast. Uh, yeah, I would <laughs> talk about it for like literal hours i love that movie i referenced it on my graduation cap in high school so (laughs) (laughs) so but like it's just this like overwrought nonsense and it's like just say what you mean please i hate when you do this where it's like they're they're trying to be cute about stuff like and you see this like in real life and it's like what are you doing just say what you want to say yeah um Uh so basically he's all like i wrote he's all i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna come kill you yeah yeah and that's all the matter it's like a a game for the audience, but both characters know exactly what you're talking about. So why are you fucking around? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's gonna, so I know it. where you are, and I'm coming. Yeah, to kill you. yeah. yeah right. It's it's very like, um, you know, ooh. Do you think it's symbolic that they're right. remotely <laughs> playing chess against each other? It's like, oh, come on. Look, it's I really rough. If I were Wyndham Earl in this situation, I wouldn't even write a letter. I would literally just come kill him. Like, yes. Uh, even like pontificating <laughs> on this, you're a bad. Yeah. You're like a bad. Well, to be fair, he is supposed to be like a nutter, so right. there's a. It doesn't matter. I I know. Yeah, no, I know. He's good. <laughs> I I do like this last episode or whatever when he was like, 
a woman died and my partner lost his mind. And it's, I don't know, I feel like if you're a cop or like a FBI agent, you see people die a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, his mind I, I like my, 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 a woman died and my partner lost his mind. And then he became the fucking Riddler from Batman, yeah. sending me <laughs> letters about move your chess piece to here. Like, what the fuck? Oh man, are we bringing in Batman Forever content? Cause <laughs> oh, yeah, Batman Forever I watched, cast. So. Yeah. I watched that a few, a few weeks ago. And let me tell you guys, it's worse than I remember. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think was, kind of... was it prompted by that Valve documentary? Is that uh, what well, you... part of it was. Oh, also, the soundtrack thing. I'm yeah. on a real YouTube yeah. homemade yeah. <laughs> thing where I have shirts and stuff. And I actually sold a bunch of them. So people, I'm not alone in this, in this, in this fight. YouTube yeah. fight for supremacy on the Batman Forever soundtrack. But I was like, I might as well watch it because I did kind of want to watch it because of the Valve documentary. Right. He's like, I fucking hated being Batman. And you can tell watching it. Oh, yeah. yeah. His he disdain is visible. Watching yeah. those movies is so awesome. They suck so much, but like <laughs> they're, they're so they're, they're so rich in weird context and just <laughs> like strange visual choices and acting topic. choices. I know I'm getting off topic, but that movie is two hours long and it took us almost four hours to watch it because we kept <laughs> talking about other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just bad. It's just oh. bad. It's yeah. bad. Um but also, real quick, it reminded me of, do you remember, like, the Batman kid who had cancer and then, like, <coughs> the yeah. whole thing? I remember watching, like, a news, the, like, the news lady thing, like, part of it. And she called the Riddler the puzzler. <laughs> so mad. Because I was like, what? And then I wrote about it on Facebook. And this was way before Fritz and I were ever together. And he was like, oh, yeah, Batman's arch nemesis, the Krimler. I love the puzzler that has like very much the energy of an old like 50s era comic like, one-off yeah. one yeah. villain that's in some I was so mad though I was like fire that woman I guarantee there's a puzzler that not vulnerable while blasting yeah maybe I don't know yeah Batman Forever sucks anyway Doug's, Doug's wedding. <laughs> so, yeah. fucking Doug. And, and you know what's funny is, I was like, oh, Doug, because you know, there's a lot of mirroring of, of names on the show, the mics, the boss. Yeah. But I was like, hey, a Doug. Cause well, we're... aren't they calling him Doogie? I feel like they're pronouncing it Doogie a lot. <laughs> like... I don't know. I wrote Doug, but maybe. That's um, how I used that, to see it. It was Doogie House or MD is how I used to say that. So. Yeah, yeah. Dougie has it's, Dougie uh, House, right? I, this is another one of these strange, like, season two outgrowths where it's like, you know, they we had this, like, one Statler and Waldorf ass, like, face off between these two <laughs> a couple episodes ago. And then, At a like, mercy <laughs> meal? Yeah, yeah. And then haven't uh, talked about them for a while. And then, like, oh, we're at Doogie's wedding. Like, I give a shit. Like, what yeah. is this? Well, what's, what's funny is last episode, yeah, like, we have this moment, but then we have a lot of, like, I'm going to explain to you what's happening. This is the mayor. And yeah, 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 yeah. Brother yeah. Hate uh, each other. And, like, you know, we've got this, like, mm -hmm. not realistic conversation at all, where it's like, I'm going to give you a lot of backstory about these two characters that you should probably know since you've been in our town for three months now. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, um, it feels very forced and like it's not that interesting. So it's like, why are we spending this much time on it? It's very It really weird. isn't. And so we're just at this wedding and the brother's like, I object for reasons. And it's like, we're going to ignore you. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. um, let's see, what did I write here? Uh, Doug's wedding, brother objects. Hub Empire. I don't know what that means. 
Um, so for what I have happening next here is we see some of the, a little bit of the wedding and then Coop is up in his room and he gets a call from Denise and Coop is wearing a very comfy looking robe that is like uh, very plaid, very, uh, very statement robe. And um, Denise is like, oh, hey, come down. Let's have a chat. So then Coop comes down to join the wedding. The reception seems to be happening in the like pub restaurant area of the uh, Great, Great Northern. Northern. Looking the yeah. most casual and relaxed we will ever see Cooper. <laughs> like when uh, he goes to the wedding, he's oh, yeah. just like no tie. He's got the collar undone. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. Like, he's mm, looking fine. I was just in a robe. It wasn't yeah. a fuck robe, but it was something. Yeah. You interrupted me. Yeah, yeah Alan Coop's chat with Denise here, too. I mean, this is where you get Denise's kind of backstory as well, a little bit. So, yeah. I like this, too. And like Chris said, like it does kind of like delve into a little bit of problematic in terms of cliche, sort of like, I wanted to get in touch with my more feminine, like that kind of stuff, which is uh -huh. okay. like that's. But I do kind of like how like genuine this moment is. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm just explaining to you why I'm not the person I was last time you saw me. And Coop's like, cool, I get it. And, and it, they also, their dynamic seems really clear in a way that will inform how it's going forward, where Denise is like, hey, man, I know you probably didn't do this, but I also need, like, you know, I need a better, I need a compelling alternative theory here because it sure fucking looks like you did. You know? mm -hmm. um, uh, and so, like, we, we have this sense that, yes, we can trust this character, to be honest, but they're also going to do their work. And so we know to, um, we know what to expect from Denise, and we know what the dynamic is going to be with her and Coop moving forward. Um, so I think that gets established really well. Also, Jack Nance doing some excellent face acting in this scene. Uh -huh. um, it keeps <laughs> yeah. cutting back over to like the table um, that he's at with uh, Doogie's brother, who's still grumpy and he's still like bitching and Nance looks like he looks emotionally constipated is what I would say <laughs> is happening on his face in this scene. <laughs> he really did pull out like the best stops in terms of like facial acting and, and like yeah. body movement. Yeah, and yeah. Just sort of like doing a lot with, with not any lines and stuff. He was really such a treasure. And I mm -hmm. miss so much. He was so, yeah, but... what a loss because, oh, he's just fantastic treasure and the bruce mcculloch stuff like i think he looks a lot like bruce mcculloch so now like every time i see him all i can think of is bruce mcculloch right. <laughs> and i'm just like yeah. one of them is basing something off the other i think because <laughs> there's <laughs> the two people are like face acting the same way like that but that's funny. pretty great yeah. um and also i kind of like the fact that this dude was like i object i don't want you to get married but still like went to the reception yeah like, yeah he's like i'll, I'll eat the food but yeah, yeah and the then food. and then harry implies later that they've had to like separate them multiple times over the course yeah. of the evening but he's still there he's still at the reception <laughs> i've kicked out people for less so it's like uh. <laughs> i object but also i need this prime rib yeah, yeah. I love seeing. I love seeing Andy and Denise dancing here in this scene. It was so cute. And, and, and Harry, yeah, and Harry looking at them at the bar, just kind of like this beaming smile. On yeah, he uh, looks so of, proud yeah. of them. Yeah. They're so supportive though, because they're not. I like this because yeah, he's, no, not, I agree. he's not dancing with Denise to make it like a joke or whatever. It's just like mm. 
two people dancing. Just having fun. It's yeah. sweet. It's like a genuine thing. I, that's that's the thing I like about the Denise character is yeah. 90% of the time they're handling this with like just a humanity sort of aspect, not like a she's trans. Like it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, okay, in um I feel like it's like in Promising Young Woman, how uh what's that actress? She's in it, but like they're never like, oh my trans uh manager like she's mm, mm. and it's just nice to see like like actors being yeah laverne cox you know? is that who? what's that laverne cox laverne that cox that's right yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, i uh you know, like, i think that's yeah. why the couple of moments here that they do try to pull a laugh out of it kind of take me back out of it because for the most part it is played pretty straight and pretty earnestly yeah. um so i don't know I, it's respectful and i yeah that, so um, yeah, and it's almost like it, it kind of like contextually makes sense because like early '90s, uh, uh, like David Duchovny was was already like a not a, as well known actor as he is now. But, right. You know, mm-hmm. like he had already done other things, so it's like if they had just been like, "This is," then it's like, "Well, that's David Duchovny, though." You know, like without I could yeah. audience people being like, "What is that all about?" Right. So I kind of get it, but also like. Those moments do take me out too. It's like, I don't need an over explanation as to why somebody is who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I get it. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, Denise only gets better as it goes, so it's like, yeah, this yeah. is probably like the worst we're gonna have of it. So that's fine. <laughs> that's fine with yeah. me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's cute. Um, let's see. Let's see. Then we get to oh. I love how we end this episode. <laughs> Shit, I don't care about. That's your favorite, I thought it was your favorite part, Polly. Yeah. I no, that's your favorite no. part. Uh, <laughs> it's, most, it's certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> you were misinformed. <laughs> yeah, we get this like Catherine sort of situation, right? Um, where, where like it's revealed that Packard killed by Eckard and Catherine knows Andrew was. I don't. Here's the upshot of what happens in this scene. Josie has basically come back to Catherine hat in hand to be like, listen, I was forced to be part of this conspiracy before. Um, I'm telling you what the deal is now because, um, you know, like I'm as good as dead. You're as good as dead too. If Eckert tries to come for this money or this property or whatever. So like, we're in this together and all of the money that Josie was supposed to have is tied up in the stuff that Catherine now essentially has possession of. So she's basically like, um, Catherine's takes advantage of the situation by like forcing her to be her maid, which is so yeah. awkward. <laughs> and like, it, it actually like, although I hate this plot point, it does, as it moves forward, you see it's like this thing where like Catherine is trying to get this emotional revenge from Josie for as long as Josie had control of the property and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, like I understand what she's doing, even though it sucks and it's really annoying. Um, and, and then like the whole thing is based around this fact that um, Andrew Packard is, or um, God. <laughs> Thomas yeah, it just breaks it's your like, brain, doesn't it? <laughs> Who it's cares just like, about all? One of these guys isn't dead, like, <laughs> like, uh, like Andrew Packard isn't dead. Josie's husband—that's the reveal at the very end here. But Josie still thinks he is dead, 
Um, this is all part mm-hmm. of a plan to draw out Thomas Eckert or something and to kill him with Josie's yeah. pawn, not realizing that she's the pawn. <laughs> and it, but it's like, we didn't understand any of this stuff with this Eckert guy until early, like 15 minutes ago when yeah. she just dated Duncan uh-huh. on him. So mm-hmm. it's like, to me, the surprise feels falls totally flat because it's like the the ideas upon which it hinges and becomes like an interesting conspiracy or like, I haven't had any time to think about it and it hasn't been right. like one quarter as well developed as like most of the mysteries and so forth on this show. So it's like, they just data dump and then they go, oh wow, it's crazy. He actually is alive and yeah. he's living in the same house as Josie, but she doesn't know it somehow. Like she literally walks out of the room and <laughs> walks in. It's like, you're not gonna right. accidentally run into each other in this house. That she's the maiden now. Yeah. <laughs> What's the plan here? It's so weird and like it is weird and mm-hmm. it's stupid and I don't like it. Like I don't care about any. Yeah, it's like you don't care though because it's like yeah. you they, haven't they even had an episode. They just like, oh, like did gonna... it. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, if this was the reveal at the end of the next episode, I'd be like, oh wow, okay, cool. But like, I, it, like yeah, if you're watching this live, right, like the first time it aired, you're like, okay, you have this information, but they all these scenes. You're not thinking about this information. You're like. Oh, where's this wedding going? And like, yeah, so, yeah. right. And then it's like uh-huh. five. It's like, who gives a shit? Who even is he? I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. I'm alive. Yeah. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, and that's uh, it. That's like the episode. <laughs> it's like really, yeah. like Chris said, it's like weird exposition with like sprinkled like a couple cool things sprinkled in. But this episode just bizarre mm-hmm. in terms of like, let's keep this moving. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it's a weird one. That. It's a weird one, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. So it's like, where is this going? Who knows? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, we see more of uh, James and Evelyn in the future too, right? Oh hopefully. yeah. Gonna, oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see We're all really that. Excited to watch a lot more of that again. And I hope James uh-huh. is okay. <laughs> <laughs> James, get out of there. Jeffrey might come back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lots of J's happening. Jeffrey, James, Jaguar. Like, I'm surprised her name isn't like Jessica or something, just to keep the. Yeah, there's a, there's a J theme throughout the whole series. I'm meeting, I'm meeting J tonight or whatever. That, that yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking annoying is what it is. <laughs> you got one of Jax. You got Jacques Renault. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jean. And, uh, it's funny. We we talked about this a lot, but like for a show we absolutely love, we shit on it so much. <laughs> but it's like we shit on it with love. Like, yeah. uh-huh. we, we love this show, but... Like these, this is a slog. The, the second season slump is a real thing. Like people talk yeah. about it all the time. So yeah, we know they can do better. It yeah, has we much better. They yeah. can try harder than. That. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. So I mean, that's that. Like we're gonna just see what happens with all this. I'm, I'm the movie. Like it's funny because I usually end up watching the next episode, but because I watched this one a while ago, I didn't. So mm. it's like okay, yeah, things I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Content for one thing. I think most of this stuff gets more interesting over the course of the next few episodes. Um, Definitely want to see how the wrestling stuff. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, this is just kind of, kind of an episode that lends itself to like, let's get to more episodes. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. a lot of setting stuff up, not a lot of paying really anything off. And the one thing it does pay off is something that it didn't really work very hard to ask us to care about. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it didn't earn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Right. Uh, lots of uh, 
very specific absences in this, like last episode. Lucy, yeah. That's fine, but we don't have Lucy here. We don't have Sarah here. We don't have, I think Sarah is very truncated for the rest of the series, to be honest. We don't have, uh, no Audrey. So basically, no Bobby. This week isn't in this episode. (laughs) No Bobby, no Shelly, no. There is Audrey. Very, 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 very briefly. Coop is dancing with her at the- Oh yeah, the wedding. I didn't even- I forgot that. But but it's it's literally just like an insert shot. It's not Also Coop, don't do that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Didn't didn't you just, didn't you just handle this? (laughs) Did you just handle this exact thing? Stringing the poor girl along. He's gonna have problems and become a candy raver. <laughs> doesn't blow up. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that. That's the episode. So uh, thoughts? Anybody? Throw some stuff out. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I'd agree. This is it's certainly it's a it's a dip. I'd say in overall quality of the series, but I think, like we said, I mean, there's definitely some some good bits of exposition. I, mean, I, lo- I love the Black Lodge, White Lodge mythology kind of yeah, coming yeah. in. You know, it's always good to see Charlotte Stewart there as, as Betty Briggs, you know, Denise's yeah. introduction. I mean, there's, there's definitely memorable moments for sure from yeah. this one. Yeah, and, uh, and I think I think that's also part of it is the stuff with like White Lodge, Black Lodge, et cetera. That's all gonna pay off in big ways later on, but right now it's just kind of something that they've thrown into the soup. So it's like, there is a lot of stuff that happens in this episode that will matter and will be something we care about eventually but as it's happening on the screen at this moment isn't really making that big of a splash kind of Mm -hmm. funny bobby's not in this considering his dad is missing (laughs) again i guess he goes missing a lot yeah i mean bobby uh, seems to go missing a lot does he go to school ever like poor betty she's just at home like hello nobody's ever there (laughs) Uh, but you know to be fair that were me i'd be like yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna do some stuff i'm not allowed to do when nobody's when everybody's home. so um, uh-huh. yeah, so that's that producer corner anything interesting yeah well you asked me to track down more information evelyn. about evelyn um not much uh annette mccarthy is her name um she uh, was in an episode of Night Court. She was in Twin Peaks, and then she was in Baywatch, and then she retired. I guess. Wow. Yeah, she was. I guess some kind of a femme fatale in a, a three-episode run of Baywatch. And, nice. And, she loved being it. a femme fatale, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was she in well, Night Court? She was. Court, I wonder. She was so good at it in this show that they had. To... <laughs> That's like, a I good never question. Have to do this again, really. Just one episode of Night Court, so who knows? It's probably one of uh, Dan's paramours. Um, oh wait okay uh, so I'm just looking at the I should have done this <laughs> I should have done this earlier than <laughs> producer's corner so this is on the fly I think she played a lesbian reporter who was coming on to Christine or who oh, Christine was sense. maybe afraid of coming on to that so uh, I'm sure that was uh, well handled in 1991 oh, yeah, I can't wait to whip that one up and see what happens actually I think oh, Prince I got me all of the night courts so I could actually watch that <laughs> Oh, good. And uh, R.I.P. Uh, Mac Robinson and Marky Post. What a what a bad year for Night Court. I know, I know. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Rough um, stuff. And there is a puzzler in the Batman universe. Heck yes. In fact, on the Batman uh, 60s series, there was a puzzler. Okay. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's weird. Like, if you look at his picture, he just looks like a guy who's got kind of a, a little scoop to the back of his hair, kind of long hair, and just a... Uh, like a 
fedora and like gloves <laughs> that's all i see him doing it's like the most low rent the way that all their guys like how they didn't make caesar romero like shave his fucking mustache to be the joker like this is clearly the just most, okay the most he was on set. thing about it is how little effort they put into it yes <laughs> Buzzler. But it is a really fun show, to be fair. Yeah, really buried the lead on how big the fucking bow tie is on this MF. Jesus Christ. Oh, wait, I'm looking at a different. Let me look at the. Uh, go you just have a gig, It looks like a gigantic black. Oh, that's tie. right. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's beauty. That is a beauty. Yeah. Puzzler <laughs> Batman. It's like a purple suit. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, it's like a huge version of the, the Colonel Sanders yeah, kind of southern yeah, bow tie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow, he looks And a nice great. purple suit. Hey, hey, he's stylish. I like it. I love him. More, please. Yeah. So there you go. That's <laughs> oh it. my god, there's this cute little like drawing of of them. Is it somebody did? It's so cute. I'm gonna you guys. Actually, I'm gonna tweet it. <laughs> there you go. Go for it. Oh my god. Uh, this poor person's gonna be like, why am I getting quote tweeted three years after I tweeted this? <laughs> right. All right. Um. Anything else? All right. Thanks for having me on here. This was definitely fun yeah. to, to chat about the episode and things. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank I you know. for joining I'm, us. I'm kind yeah. of like sad that you didn't get to be in a cooler episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cooler stuff happens. Come back anytime. But I feel yeah. Like we owe you an episode. Uh, <laughs> we owe you, you a return episode. Specific, you want a specific episode? Message me. We'll make it. Yeah. Okay, cool. I had like yeah. Seth Fisher way back. He was like, I want this episode. And it was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. If nobody's called the uh, finale finale of the second season, I'll go for that one. If, yeah, uh, no one's called yeah, that. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, message me on Twitter. We'll, we'll okay, cool. Good that that happens. Uh, so, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess that's probably it, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, thanks for joining us for this podcast episode. I know it was just <laughs> so interesting from minute one to minute 90 or whatever. Uh, but next up, we'll back soon. Otherwise, read Drunk Monkeys and signing off, I am Holly Carney Hefner. I'm Chris Pruitt. And Aaron Cohen. <laughs>